Hey guys, on today's show, we have an amazing guest. His story has been seen by over 70 million people on Goalcast. He created the I Am movement, which has touched the lives of millions. He's the owner of six award-winning Remax franchises, has created massive amounts of passive income through real estate. Welcome to the show, Rock Thomas. Well, welcome to the show, Rock. I am excited to have you on. You, you of course, did our digital summit last year, and I know you gave our, our listeners a ton of value at that platform, at that venue, and I'm excited to bring you to our, our investor crowd through the HyperWealth show, and yeah, it's, it's, it's just an honor to have you on again. Thank you. Well, it's always fun to talk with a badass who's dedicated to making people's lives better, so I'm happy to be here. Oh, thank you. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. So yeah, today we're going to dive into real estate investing. Before we kind of get into the nitty and gritty of your philosophy, why don't you just give everyone out there a little bit about your background and and how you got started in investing in real estate? God, you know, it's a really fascinating story because there's two ways to motivate yourself. I think one is inspiration through vision, through thinking about what you want. The other one is when you back yourself into a corner and you get desperate. And that was my story. I bankrupt a restaurant. I moved to Quebec City up in Canada where I didn't speak French. I got a job parking cars at Hotel de Gouverneur. Job as a flight attendant. <clears throat> a lot of the listeners probably aren't old enough to imagine that I made $13,500 a year as a flight attendant. And then I was looking through the area for something I could buy. And there was this um, book I read that by Robert G. Allen called Nothing Down. Have you heard of that book? I have not. No. Yeah, it's way back in the old days. But anyway, I, I made an offer on the house for $62,500, a three-bedroom, one level with a basement. And it had four people that were in need of assistance. One needed insulin shots. Other ones needed some help. So they were kind of handicapped a bit, but I was able to make $2,400 a month of revenue while living upstairs. And I had them in the basement and I hired somebody to take care of them during the day. And I bought this house with $2,000 down on my credit card, a balance of sale. And with that revenue, I was able to live for free, pay all the bills, put some extra money in my pocket, plus my two other jobs and pay back the 20,000 I borrowed from my mom within 18 months. So there's so many ways to get into real estate, but that, that first way where you rent out some rooms in a house is a pretty popular way if you, if you don't have a ton of money. I'm, I'm just shocked by those numbers. I, I, don't, I don't know how many people out there like just might have trouble grasping how insane that is to get $2,400 of revenue off of a $62,000 asset. Like in, in my market right now, there are places that cost you over 400000 maybe even close to $500,000 to get that kind of monthly revenue. Yeah, I know. Well, the thing, there was work involved and I did have to feed them. So there was like additional expenses but what I created was a place to live for myself for free, an asset that was appreciating, 
paying down the mortgage and some extra money in my pocket after I'd paid off some staff and, and, and bought food, it required a lot of uh, sweat, sweat equity. But, you know, it just, you got to ask yourself, how hungry are you to make it work in your life? How badly do you want to get forward quickly? And a lot of people, well, I don't want to do that, or I'm not in the mood, or I don't want to rent a room in my house, or, well, then you don't want it that badly. I bought a house five years ago for my mom, which is like, now take it to the other end. I was looking for a house to flip, and I showed it to her, and long story short, she started crying when we were in this vacant home, and I'm like, what's going on, mom? She goes, it reminds me of the house I grew up in. And I go, really? And I, I thought about it, and I go, yeah, it is. It's a little house crammed near the end of the road, tiny little rooms a hundred years old. And so instead of buying it and flipping it, I bought it and I moved her out of her assisted living into this house. And she lost 40 pounds and she now Airbnbs one of the rooms in the house. And she makes enough money. She was able to go buy herself um, a Honda Civic and she's 83 years old. So if she can do it at 83 <laughs> and I did it at 24, it's because you're hungry enough to do it. I say to people, how, you know, if you're going to do something well, you got to be obsessed. You got to be obsessed. Every great person that ever did anything was obsessed. Edison was obsessed. Michael Jordan was obsessed. Tiger Woods is obsessed. And if you're not obsessed about real estate and you're not paying attention to the details, chances are you're not going to get where you want to go very fast. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that's, that's people that, or at the top of their game are just so focused on it, so obsessed about it. I, I couldn't agree with you anymore. And I, I like how you were able to bracket that story that, you know, you, you did this, you did this in your early twenties, you had someone, you know, your mother now doing it in her eighties. Uh, so really you're never too young, never too old to do, to do this. And I think, you know, looking back to when you started compared to today, with the sharing economy tools that are out there through VRBO and Airbnb, Craigslist, like there's a ton of different ways you can you can house hack, right? Like I know some people have long-term roommates, you know, they, they buy the townhouse, rent out three rooms, live in the fourth. I know there's probably other people, this takes a little bit more work, but they, they take transient people in those extra bedrooms and get higher rates because it's short-term rental, right? Yeah, I mean, I have a house here in Phoenix. I moved to Phoenix. I have a guest house, and the guest house I rent out to Airbnb. The house here, you know, it's a $1.6 million property, probably cost me 10 grand a month, all in, et cetera. So I make two grand, $2,500 a month on my little Airbnb in the guest house. It's too big for me. I don't use it anyway. I never notice anybody's there. I've leveraged the management of the Airbnb to somebody else. I do absolutely nothing. And I bring in another two or $2,500 a month. So I, I save about probably 30, 35% of the total cost of my property just by being creative and being intelligent and paying attention. As you know, I, I have a mastermind group called M1 and we teach people how to do Airbnb. And I had this guy who's a CPA, just an average guy who went and got his degree and a beautiful student loan and with the hope and prayer that, you know, one day at 65, he'll retire. And we put him through an assessment to discover what his gifts are. And one of the gifts he has is the gift of teaching, but he didn't know it. He's stuck, you know, doing financials. And again, back to the point of desperation or inspiration, he has a son who had a rare illness that requires oxygen watch almost 24-7 in case his breathing changes. So he's massively motivated 
to find a way for his, his wife to not have to work anymore. So we introduced him to this Airbnb course. He took the course. He bought himself a property, then another property. Then he realized that you could rent properties without owning them, and you can Airbnb them and partner with the owner. So he started doing that. And then he got so good at doing it, he started to teach it online. Now he has an online course that he teaches other people how to do what he did. He's retired his wife, he retired his mother, and he retired himself all in 18 months. And now he's the Airbnb guy, you can look him up, and he's killing it. So there's so many ways you can do it if you're committed and creative. I tell people, you've got to look at the belief system you have. We've all been programmed, most of us poorly, by the people around us. But one belief I would invite people to consider is that when you are completely committed and you're willing to be creative, curious, you can achieve anything. That is just a crazy, amazing story. I'm, I'm glad you you shared that. So, you know, he started off just doing Airbnbs on his own stuff. And then is he, you mentioned he's renting places and then airbnb them. So is he, is he getting like a long-term lease and then he goes out and puts it? Yeah. Puts so we teach, we teach people how to go to vendors that are renting their properties or maybe having trouble <laughs> renting their properties. And we give them a script and it might go something like this. Hi, I noticed that you're trying to rent your property. Uh, I have some out-of-town clients. Uh, I manage properties. I'd like to rent the property from you and then be able to rent it to corporate clients and or to people visiting, blah, blah, blah. And so then you go, you look at the property and they're renting it maybe for $1,500 a month, two-bedroom condo, whatever it is. And then we have all the systems to look at the demographics, the price points, et cetera. We run it through the test and we go, you know what? We could get $2,800 a month renting that through Airbnb, we'll rent it for $1,500 and we make $1,300 net profit. That's worth it. And then we look at ways to maximize it, et cetera. But we know the ratios. So now you don't own the property and you either get the seller to invest in the furniture or you invest in the furniture and then you keep more of the profit. If you get the, the, the owner to do it all, then you just take a management fee like a, like a property manager of 20 to 25%. So you manage that property, you set it up, and it's almost entirely automated by technology. The locks change, the numbers change, everything automated, emails, et cetera. So in two hours a week, you can probably operate about six properties. And let's say you're making $500 a, a property per month. You're looking at $3,000 for maybe 10 hours a month. Now there'll be initial setup and organization, but once you get it on a track, I don't know about you, but if I'm working, if most people do 10 hours in a month and they can make $3,000, I think they'd probably be pretty happy as a side, as a sidekick doing that. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's not even, a, that's like 25% of a really, really short work week in my mind. So yeah, exactly. And you have zero, you know, really, really very little risk. And then once you do that and you get good at it, what we have is we're finding we're scaling people. And I've created 52 millionaires through the process of helping people find the niche that works for them. And real estate's just a great vehicle. It depends what you want to do. We do student housing also. We do storage containers. We have people that invest with us and or we train them to do it. It just depends on what they want to do. That's, that's awesome. It's, you know, it's amazing that you're, you're doing that. What are, what are some of the other ways that, that you're either 
you know, doing yourself now or have done or teaching other people to do for, for wealth creation? So typically what we do is we find really good operators, Dan, with this really good operator. He's a, um, he's a double uh, major in physics and math, and he was doing uh, student housing. And he was doing a good job doing it. And then we came in and we saw what he was, was doing and we realized that we could scale that for him. So what he did was he took, he took every single construction job needed to renovate a place and he sat there with a paper clip and a pen and he had, let's say, an elect three electricians come in and install a dishwasher. He put them on a stopwatch, tested it, and he did that with putting in a plug, putting up gyprock painting, et cetera. So he had a spreadsheet of 402 different things that could be done in any property. And then he had it down to the science that in order to put in a plug, it would take 13 minutes for an electrician to do that. And that the average cost should be $68.25. So then they go in, find a property, they map it all out. And they know that in 9.3 days for $8,400, they can renovate this place and get it up and running. So what they did is they, they, they get one worker after the other. They go, okay, the electrician, you come in at 8.30 in the morning. You've got 2.3 hours to do your job right after that. The gyprock rock guy's coming in right after that, et cetera. So instead of taking three months to renovate a place, they can compress it down to three weeks or two weeks, saving the time money, and they know the exact cost so they can go in and efficiently bid on properties. So we've we've improved every area of the process from amateur to professional and then as a student students don't need more than 85 feet of space in a room they just want a desk and a bed so we take a typical two bedroom turn it into a three or a four bedroom and we increase the return on the on on the property so we'll buy a place for nine hundred thousand dollars we'll go in renovate it put in fifty thousand dollars turn around and sell it for 1.8 million wow I, 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 I might, I might need uh, him, him to come help on some of my projects <laughs> and get the timing and, uh, and cost down that exact. That's, that's great. Well, we, what we do is we just try to find good operators and help make them better and then scale it. So when we met him four years ago, and by the way, we met him through a guy through GoBundance, which is pretty cool. He was doing about 3 million now that business is doing 120 million. And so now we're moving into the storage space and we're doing the same thing. We find good operators. And if you look at the demographics on storage space, people like to hoard crap and they, and they move and they get divorced and, they, and we're just a buying society. So the storage space is a really, really great lucrative space that we're in right now and we're expanding all over North America. So there's lots of ways you can make money but you got to get obsessed. You got to get with the people that are obsessed about it, that they figured out the details. And once you have that, you put in the resources to scale and, and then you attract investors and we give great returns to investors also, you know, 15% and, and sometimes more. So there's some people that they don't want the headaches. They just want, Hey, if I could get 15%, I'll give you money all day long. And we are good enough at it that we can easily pay that. Yeah, that's that's actually uh, that's the exact number that we typically raise capital. Yeah, for, for our for our project, we're paying a fifteen percent return, usually on one to kind of three year condo redevelopment projects in the DC area. 
or, or single family homes sometimes. But uh, yeah, that seems to be a really, really good number for people that want to be truly passive and hands off and, you know, not we, have to worry. We could do more. We could do more, but people wouldn't believe it. They're going to go, that must be a Ponzi scheme. So yeah. <laughs> you, know, you go like, yeah, we can pay you 23, 25%. They're like, uh, what? How, how do you do that? We go, okay, no, look, we'll pay you 15. We'll keep the rest for ourselves. Yeah. And I, I, I will. Yeah. I, I think there is a, a degree of that, that it's like almost too good to be true, but I'd like to come back to just just because you mentioned uh, M1, you mentioned GoBundance, and I think part of being obsessed, like like you kind of alluded to earlier, is being around people that are experts at the craft and meeting you know more people, learning from the experience of others, and and one of the ways that that I do that is is through groups like GoBundance, and you're. You, you play a huge role in that and, and leading M1. So, you know, why, why don't you just talk for a minute about that in case yeah. people out there haven't heard about it? So I think it's valuable. Well, I mean, we've all heard before, you are the sum of the five people you spend time with. And some people don't have a consciousness around that, but you just have to look at the people you hang out with. You speak like them. You, you walk and run like them. You play the similar sports. You watch similar things. You, you, you know, you swear whatever. They don't swear. You don't swear, et cetera. So we are affected and infected by the people around us. The second thing is that most people don't know what they want, Dan. They really don't. They're like, ah, oh, they wake up, they try to get through the day. When you're with a group of people that are, are looking into the future and want to create a great life, it's so much better for you to be around that because the conversations are elevated. So for me, it's really important to be around people that think big, that, that are hungry, that are healthy, that are generous, that are curious. So that's what we created as a group of people that, that resonate with those values. And then life is way too freaking short to wait until you're 50, 60, 70 to have a blast. So we've woven into the culture of that environment, skiing and mountain biking and, and really cool stuff. And then leaning into a conversation around how do you, you know, the primary three areas. How do you have the best energy possible? Because I don't believe that we manage time. We manage energy. If you go to build your business and you show up for two hours to make a bunch of calls, but you're tired or you're sick or you're not in a good mood, you're not going to be effective. But if you focus on ways to be super healthy, I'm on my 17th day of doing yoga, 17 days in a row. I'm on a 75-day challenge. Why? Because I'm hanging around other people that are doing badass challenges and running Ironman. And I'm like, you know, that's not my thing. But yoga will be the thing that will push me into a new spiritual area of my life that I'm seeking. And I'm going to hold myself accountable through them doing their thing. I do my thing. And then the other thing is, how do you have better relationships? Well, men typically, Dan, we don't like to talk about our problems. We like to solve them and not talk about them. But when we get together in a way that we are able to discuss them in a way to solve them, then we open up a little bit more. But if you and I go golfing and you say, hey, how's it going, Rock? I'm going to go, good. Yeah, everything's fine. And we're just going to focus on the game. In this environment, we actually get to utilize each other's resources and experience to become better at all areas of our life. And, and so it's gone on to, to spread because when you're dealing with people that believe that wealth gives you opportunity to help other people to grow, then, then the like-minded people come together and gosh, GoBundance is growing to 
probably over a seven or eight hundred people have gone through Go Abundance. How long have you been part of it? I joined in August of 2017, so two and a half years. So this this upcoming trip to Aspen will be my my third winter trip, and I'm it's like one of my you know most favorite things of the year that I look forward to. It's just such a cool combination of outdoor challenges, being in nature, being around amazing people. I always I always meet someone new there that I end up doing business with. Uh, you know, every year, some someone new or, or or someone that I learn, you know, a new technique or strategy from, right? And there's there's like amazing speakers that that come in. So just the it's 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 one of the the best events I've I've been a part of. One of the best groups I've been a part of ever. And imagine it started with six guys getting together uh, eight years ago. Um, of which I was one of them, and just saying, how can we live an epic life? And said, well, who do you know? And who do you know? And then the culture got created. I think I've started 15 different businesses since then, um, or different streams of income. I've written a bunch of books since then, and a bunch of the guys in there that maybe even had the limiting belief that they weren't authors, have become authors, and some New York Times bestsellers because it's the Roger Bannister effect. When you're sitting beside a guy who does something that's cool and he's not really that different than you, you're kind of like, well, if Dan can do it, then maybe I could do it too. And that belief fosters momentum and momentum fosters belief. And then before you know it, you're just like taking on new stuff and it's super cool. Are you a new real estate agent struggling to get your business off the ground or an experienced agent looking to get to the next level or something in between? Dan and Kerry have created an inner circle specifically designed to help you. In the inner circle, you'll get weekly training videos, access to interviews from top agents around the country, and the chance for direct access to billion-dollar agents, Kerry and Dan. You will have access to the same systems they use to train their team of $250,000 earning agents. Sign up now for a free trial period by going to hyperfasttrial.com or innercircletrial.com. I have a thing called the the 1% rule. And I know you probably have heard of that in real estate, right? The 1% rule. But for me, the 1% rule is, so most people set big goals. So like, you know what? I want to, what's a big goal you have this year, Dan? What's something you want to achieve? A thousand, uh, a thousand sales for our real estate team. Okay, so a thousand sales. How many did you make last year? Six seventy-two, I, I believe. So every day you go out and you do something that moves you closer to that goal, and you're either on track or off track, right? Yep. And you look at that thousand, and you're chipping away at it. The one percent rule says set that thousand, and then flip the coin, and it says. What's the one area in your life you can get better at today that will contribute to you performing at a higher level? The result will take care of itself when you get better. So if that means that you got to look at better deals, great. If it means you need to qualify some of the vendors better so that you don't go on a listing and appointment and waste your time, would that make you better? Yeah, absolutely. So for the next seven days, all you did was think on every appointment that's coming up, I'm going to focus on getting better at qualifying, asking qualifying questions. That'll have a compound effect for the rest of the year. If you decide that you're going to get up 10 minutes earlier and have 10 more minutes to make five more calls, and you just stuck with that, 
So the 1% rule says get 1% better in one area of your life. And then as, that, as you move that forward, it becomes your new normal. And then go to another area and improve that. And go to another area and improve that. And here's what happens is that you start to get excited about progress. Most people look at the thousand deals and they go, okay, well, we're January, whatever. We should be at 100. We're at 90. Shit. Damn it. We're behind. And the emotional state that we live in, Dan, is the quality of our life. So why not live in progress, curiosity, momentum, inertia, feeling good about getting better? So it's a question of what do you focus on? The gap between where you are and where you want to go or the gap between where you are and how much you improve that day. You see the difference? Yeah, that's that's pretty powerful. I mean, there, there's so much in there that, that I think people can 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 learn from and, and really just the main two points are working on yourself and feeling like learning to feel good and enjoy yourself and enjoy life. And if I think if you do those two things, the result, the result will come eventually. Like, yeah. Because what was your, what was your goal for last year for selling properties? How many? Last year it was a thousand as well. Okay. So it's, and you sold 600 or so 600, which is amazing for most people. It's like, it's 1% of 1% in, in the world. And most people would be like ecstatic. But if your goal was a thousand and you hit 600, guaranteed at some point in time, you had an inner narrative with yourself of beating yourself up. I could have done more. We didn't hit our goal. Frustration, disappointment. No. Yeah, there, there were definitely those moments, but I think, you know, just looking back, you know, we, we tried to stay focused on, or at least I did like, okay, this is where we were this time last year. And, you know, we, we did better in these areas. We need to work on this. So I, 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 I tried as best I could to kind of stay in in that zone and that line of thinking. It, it's it is uh, it's just self defeating if you kind of go down that trap of like I'm behind and how am I going to catch up and like you know you just you got to stay out of that mentality. I think. Yeah, well, great leaders do, and that's one of the reasons you're a great leader is you have the ability to reset and reset and refocus. Most people don't. They set a goal, they fall short, they beat themselves up, they fade off, they eat some food, they watch Netflix for four hours, and then they rationalize why you know they didn't really care about the goal anyway. And then they live an average life, right? Grant Cardone, be obsessed or be average. So for me, I say 1%. Choose something you're going to get 1% better at today. And for me, and for instance, right now with yoga, I hold a pose a little bit longer. I stretch a little bit more. I wait a little bit longer before I take a sip of water in my hot yoga class. Every time I do that, I give myself a little pat on the back and I'm like, yeah, this is great. I'm moving. And every pose helps me get better in another area. Every time you get better at, at, at you know, putting a listing on the market with the right pricing and the right marketing, it sells quicker. It's easier for you to now feel confident about the next property and have a testimonial for the next property. So it's so crucial in life that we pay attention to the details and that we get better bit by bit. Yeah, I think part of what, what you know, you might want to add to that or, or what people out there watching might want to think about is a lot of times that 
just getting 1% better, like it's not going to make these huge visible changes uh, at first, potentially, right? That doesn't mean changes are not happening at all. Like your, your, your resolve is getting better. Your state of mind's getting better. You know, maybe at the, at the molecular level, like your blood is getting better and healthier as you're, as you're doing these yoga poses. But then I think at some point, all of a sudden, you're going to get exponential like compounding growth. Like there is this compound effect that like people like Darren Hardy and others have talked about. And, that, you know, at some point, you know, if you stick with it, all of those little changes are going to add up. And, you know, 1% growth today is going to be a whole lot more than 1% growth two or three months ago, uh, you know, was. But I think a lot of people just that they quit too soon because they don't see big enough results early enough and they don't stick with it. Yeah, I would agree 100% with you. We live in an immediate gratification society. People aren't willing to play the long game. They, want, uh, they don't want to have to follow up. They, they want to hunt and kill and eat. And all the successful people, almost all the successful people I study, and I've studied a lot of them, they judge the day not by their harvest, but by the seeds they plant. Judge the day by what you can control. Throw the basketball 500 times at the, the, the net every day as a practice, and you will get better. You don't have to necessarily keep your score at that time. You have to be willing to show up and do that. So you have two hours to make calls. Make your two calls for two hours. And you make 36 contacts. Try to make 37 tomorrow. You make two appointments in two hours. Make it your goal to cut off the, the, the calls that are just somebody that's bored at home wants to chat with somebody. So like you have a consciousness about getting better. And before you know it, you're up to 42 contacts in two hours and then 44 and you raise your standards bit by bit. And six months later, like you said, Dan, is that compound effect. Now all of a sudden you're booking three appointments in two hours instead of two and you've totally changed your career. Yeah, I, I agree. And I, I see it. You know, I've seen it myself. I see it with agents that we bring on, you know, our, our, our team, like the first week or two of calling, they, they maybe book like one appointment. Then all of a sudden, like one day they come in in like two hours, they, they book like four or five. And, you know, the ones that can get through that initial period and stick with it are, are going to experience that. And it's, 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 it's cool when you're on that wave and, and you get to, get to experience it it's I mean it's, it's I, I feel like it's very empowering and liberating and just amazing when it when it happens you just have to be patient enough and consistent enough to stick it out until that moment comes and maybe the second part to that Dan is the ability to visualize I think great great you know people are forward focused they're looking at what's the goal what do I want to create what do I want to give who do I want to spend time with what, what kind of house do I want to live in? What kind of car? What kind of trips do I want to go on? That's going to require that I show up and I'd be super successful today. And I know that there's the four stages of learning. And initially, I'm going to suck at what I do because I don't know what I don't know. But if I keep on plowing at it and I audit myself every day and I check in how I'm doing and I improve and I take notes and I get better, then I will be a master of it. But if you want to walk in in the first day, I mean, I, I run much, much, multiple real estate offices and let me see if you can answer this question. I asked the new agent, how much do you want to make in your first year? What do you think they say? A new, a new agent? Yeah. 100,000? Exactly. 
95% of the time, they all say a hundred thousand. I've been doing this for 25 years. It's still a hundred thousand dollars today. And then I say to them, what's your plan? And they go, well, I don't have one. And I go, okay, so let me get this right. You want to make a hundred thousand in your first year. You have no plan. I go, if I give you the plan, will you do exactly what I say? They go, well, that depends. I go, that's the wrong answer. It's the wrong answer. You should be able to say whatever it takes. I'll do whatever it takes, Rock, because guess what? How many people make $100,000 a year in their first year doing something? Pretty much nobody. Yeah. Come out of law school, you're going to work, uh, you know, as somebody's little bitch running around doing paperwork. You're not going to make $100,000 while you still have a $300,000 debt. You want to come into real estate, make $100,000 in your first year. You're going to have to roll up your sleeves. You're going to have to work hard. You're going to have to learn a bunch of stuff you don't know because that's the nature of things. So people have to understand you got to go through those four stages of learning. And then when you get through it, if you have a career where you can make $100,000 a year, you're way above the average person. So there's going to be a price to pay. Otherwise, everybody would be doing it. If you could just walk into the office and on day one, start knocking out sales like this and getting $8,000 commissions. Don't you think somebody go, hey, man, you should get into this business. I just started my first day to handed me a lead and I listed the property. I showed one person and it sold and I had no problems. Hey, mom, come into business. Hey, you all right? Doesn't work that way. So the vision, the ability to cast the vision, know the obstacles are there and be willing to grow through them and fight through them. That's what most people don't have. And that's why they're like, oh, I didn't feel like doing that. And they try something else. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think... Real estate is, I mean, I, I don't know any other career where you could come in with zero life experience, <laughs> no, no degree, there's like no barrier to entry, like it's, it's, you know, licensing and all that crap dues is maybe like a couple thousand, two thousand at most, right? So like no barrier to entry whatsoever. And if you just put in the time and, and work hard, you'll, you'll get to 100K in year one. And, and probably if you, if you can do it for two years, like 250,000. And I, I don't know of any other profession, industry in the world where, where all of that is true. It's just, it's such a big opportunity if you're willing to do the work. Somebody asked me the other day, they go, where do you get your motivation to have such a good work ethic? I go, hmm, let me think. Uh, being poor, that's it. <laughs> I grew up poor. <laughs> I grew up with no money. I grew up eating an orange and a peel sometimes for my lunch because that's all I had. I grew up eating green bologna because if I, le I left the package open and went green, I was force-fed green bologna because I to be taught a lesson that there's not much food. So you have to decide as an individual where your motivation comes from. In, in M1 as a mastermind, we spend the first, it's a one-year program, we spent the first four months getting to learn what your programming is, Dan. Where did it come from? What's your belief system? What's going to happen when it gets tough? What's going to happen when you're tired and you don't feel like making your calls? How are you going to respond? What is your level of freaking commitment to life, Right? One of the things I do now when I speak, I go around, I do push-up contests with anybody anywhere. Anybody want to go? Let's go. 
I don't care if you're 22, you work out twice a day in the gym, or you're 77, you're female and you do CrossFit, whatever, let's go. Why do I do that? I'm 57 years old, I can bang out about 80 push-ups because I pay the price of practice of doing it in private on a regular basis. And I wanna show people that it doesn't matter how old you are, energy is an option for you. You can choose to pour yourself into yourself or you can be a spectator. So for me, if you're going to win at this game of life, you got to. we spend four months trying to understand how screwed up your mindset is because we're all screwed up in different ways. And then what are some new beliefs we can introduce that are going to serve you? Then condition them in. Then we take four months and we learn about your relationship with money because we all have a relationship with money. We witnessed our parents. I don't know about you, but my father made a lot of money, spent it all. My mother, when they were divorced, made no money, but had more than my father. She bought secondhand clothes. She was very creative. She was very industrious. So I witnessed two polar extremes. And I tried to take the best from both. Once told me, once I was told that I need to be conscious of it. But I was the type of guy who, who I saved everything. I had a scarcity mindset. And after we figure out what your relationship with money is, then we help you create a vision for your life and teach you leadership skills. And that's what we did with, with Mike and with uh, his process to becoming you know, an Airbnb expert now and having complete freedom. But he didn't know, you know necessarily how to motivate himself beyond going from nine to five. He didn't know what his relationship with money is because he thought he had just had to work this you know, $110,000 a year job. And he didn't believe he could be a leader and or cast a vision for him to be teaching online. His program is an online evergreen program. I think he makes like 10 or 20 grand a month and it's evergreen. It's just cha-ching, cha-ching. And those are the possibilities when you start to dig into um, to what people really are capable of doing. Yeah, that's, that's an amazing story. And it's just so powerful to hear that your M1 tribe is is creating those kind of results for for people so if you're listening to this wondering what it what it's all about uh where should they go to to learn more about m1 so they can go to rockthomas.com or they can go to gom1.com which is gom1.com and fill out the application they'll get on a discovery call and see if there's a fit for them if it uh, makes sense for them I also have a podcast called the I Am Movement Podcast. They can check me out there if, if you know, they don't have any funds and they're not prepared to invest in themselves. They can, they can learn, um, you know, for free too. All right. Well, well, yeah. Make sure if you're listening, you you, you check that out. I, I can just say without a doubt that you know, and you've you've heard the stories from Rock. Like it's it's life changing in in more ways than just money. I mean, it's it's everything. Like physical fitness, relationships, uh, giving back to the community. They cover everything. Check this out. I got a guy who um, came to one of our events and he's in our program and he's suffered from back pain since he's 15 years old for 17 years. And he figured that it was just, it's just the way it is. And he came into our program and we, um, he, you know, the craze of the Pelotons going around right now. Yeah, yeah, everybody's on the Peloton. <laughs> so, so he got caught up in that with a bunch of us. And he, you know, I'm virtually plant-based now. I, I, I eat that way. So we got him on that train. 
He has not been under 200 pounds for almost 20 years. He's now at 198. He's doing the Peloton almost every day, eating plant-based and zero back pain. Wow. I was on a call with him two days ago and he was crying, crying in gratitude. He goes, Rock, I have to tell you, I had given in to believing I would have chronic back pain for the rest of my life. And he, he also got into Airbnb because Mike's teaching him. He's got an Airbnb. He just booked already $5,000 of the revenue. He goes, I can't, even, I can't even tell you what this means for me and my family. I've got now a, a side hustle making money. My business is taking off because I'm confident I'm walking in there. People are like, what's going on? He goes, I just feel great. People are asking him what he's doing and he's got no back pain. Like, that's what gets me excited. That's what gets me fired up is having that impact on people's lives. Yeah, I like to help people make money. But like you said, Dan, it's not just the money. It's the, it's the whole picture we want. We call it the whole life millionaire for a reason, right? Yeah, I mean, it, you, you, you can't just have money and, and all of a sudden have an amazing life. Like you, you need the other components to be working there as well. And yeah, I mean, money makes you have better choices and all that sort of thing. And, and that's awesome. And you can help more people. But there's plenty of people that have a lot of money that live in terrible emotions. They're pissed off, frustrated, angry. They're afraid they're going to lose everything. They're, they're in lawsuits or whatever. So, yeah, the emotional states are um, where it's really at. Yeah. Well, Rock, this has been great. Before we sign off, I'd like to just end with what's your one piece of real estate investment advice that, you know, if you, could, if you just had to boil it down to one thing that you would, you would give someone, what would you tell them? Well, you probably heard this before. Don't wait to buy real estate. Buy real estate and wait. It's the long game too. I bought a piece of real estate in 1999 for $781,000. And I took everything I had to scrape together $125,000 to buy it. It was a commercial piece of real estate, 11,000 square feet. I was freaked out that if anything went wrong, I would lose everything. I borrowed money. I had to balance the sale. I had to be creative. And today, I still own that property 20 years later. It's worth $4 million. I've taken $2.1 million out in refinancing and bought other properties. And I owe about one6 on it. So I have equity of 2.2. And it turns over about $15,000 a month in profit for me. So that one property, 20 years later, I could never work again a day in my life and just live off of that one property and I'd be good at the level for most people. So get in the game, get around other people like Dan that are smart, know what they're doing and can help guide you. Don't do your first deal alone and be willing to give up 50% of something to work with somebody you know, like Dan who's got experience and can guide you. The first lesson can really sometimes take you out of the game or make you really bitter. I've seen too many people save 20, 30 grand, go buy a house and then have a foundation that falls apart, lose it all. I mean, they don't have the emotional fortitude or IQ to go through it. So then they end up working at Starbucks for the rest of their life and they hate real estate. So find a guy like Dan or somebody in your area that can guide you through it, get in the game and then watch the magic happen.
Yeah, I, I agree with you. Everything you said. I mean, you there is like no other asset class that like that that I've heard of at least where you can get results like like just on one property like you just described. Like that is amazing. It's insane. Yeah. Uh, I'm very grateful that I got into the game and and I made mistakes as I took some of the money from from refinancing, went in the stock market, and that's not my lane, and I lost it. And so real estate is is really steady and it's safe and it's tangible. And if you're great at the stock market, great. If you're great at apps, I'm not great. So I recommend real estate as part of your portfolio, no matter what. Yeah, I agree tremendously uh, with, with that statement. And once again, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, if people just want one more reminder, if people want to get in touch with you, I know you mentioned the I am movement podcast. Uh, you mentioned rockthomas.com and then what was it? Go, go M1.com. Did I get them all? You got it. You got it. All, all right. three. Hit it on the head. Bam. All right. Well, reach out to rock. He can help you no matter where you are in your life, what you're doing. And, Thank you once again, Rock. I really appreciate the time. Look forward to seeing you next week in Aspen as well. Yeah, 100%, buddy. Good to talk with you. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Hyperfat Show. Subscribe to us if you want to make sure you get the latest and greatest Hyperfat Shows. And remember, we love reviews. Reviews help us bring better and better guests and improve our shows. So give us the good, the bad, and the ugly. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we will see you next time.